ball is high. It is far. It is gone to win the game. The Mets are on their way back. World champions for the 27th time. Home plate for all things Major League Baseball. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast on WFUV Sports. It is an emergency episode of the Nosebleeds Podcast. Emmanuel Barbari, Jackson Heil with you. Jackson, what has happened to the New York Yankees? Brian Cashman has called a team meeting. They are about to play game two of a three-game set with the Toronto Blue Jays. They have lost 14 of 19 games. And last night, basically what you could call rock bottom, a 6-2 lead in the sixth inning against the Toronto Blue Jays, and a 10 spot for Toronto. The Yankees now hold a one-and-a-half game lead over the Baltimore Orioles for the last playoff spot. Remember, eight teams get in in the American League, and the Yankees are on the brink of falling out of the picture right now. Jackson, it is hard to fathom what is going on right now in New York. (laughs) Oh, it's so beautiful, though. It really is beautiful to watch these New York Yankees crumble at the bit. But, oh, man, yeah. I mean, the bullpen's a disaster. They're not healthy. Their lineup stinks. Um, The starting pitching's been – pretty terrible other than Jay Happ of late, which is something that I thought I would never be saying. Um, yeah, it, it's crisis mode in New York right now. And honestly, I don't know when or where the fix is going to come from. And I don't know if it's coming anytime soon because they continue to be cautious with Aaron Judge. Giancarlo Stanton can't stay healthy. They're finally getting Glaber Torres and DJ LeMahieu back of late, but Glaber's been pretty bad at the plate since he came back and pretty much in general, hasn't been all that good this year. Gary Sanchez looks like arguably the worst catcher in baseball right now. Um, Eman, I don't see the fix for the Yankees, and I don't know if it's coming anytime soon. And that's the thing that would make me the most worried as a Yankee fan right now, because if the Yankees end up missing the playoffs, this would be the biggest collapse. I'm not, you can't even call it a collapse, but this would, this would maybe be the lowest point in franchise history if this Yankee team can't manage – to beat out the rebuilding Baltimore Orioles or the Seattle Mariners, the Detroit Tigers for a playoff spot in a year in which eight teams make the playoffs. No, it would be call for organizational overhaul because this is a team that for the last three years has been building towards what was supposed to be at the very least a world series appearance this year. That was the expectation. I'm not going to go as far as win, but you needed to make the world series at the very least. If you miss the postseason when the playoffs were expanded to eight teams out of 15, where a 500 record is good enough to get in, and now you're on the cusp of missing, and I wouldn't be surprised if they miss because of the way they've been playing and how good the Toronto Blue Jays are, how motivated that team is. I I would not be surprised if they allow another team like the Orioles or the Tigers to sneak in. Yes, I still expect them to make the postseason, but I don't want to hear about it anymore. I don't want to hear about the injuries. I don't want to hear these excuses, tipping pitches, you name it. It, They haven't gotten the job done. Last night, the lineup, if you look at it compared to times last year where they simply dominated the American League, it was a pretty good lineup. They put up six runs. They have Torres in there. They have LeMahieu in here. They have Hicks in there. They have Void in there. I don't want to hear the excuses. And when push comes to shove, the bullpen has just been – a massive disappointment, and that's putting it lightly. I can count on my hand, Jackson, seven or eight games 
that have been well within their grasp and would have been wins last year, automatic wins that have turned into embarrassing losses. So I'm not even going to say they don't have the means. They just don't have the magical formula they've had for the last three or four years when it comes to their bullpen. They certainly don't. And I mean, the one thing that's really stands out to me is that even like the biggest guns that you'd expect to be performing well have been terrible too. I mean, Chad Green has been awful to say the least and giving up home run after home run. I mean, him and Adovino have both been massive disappointments and those are the two that were really at the forefront of that implosion in the sixth inning yesterday. And Chapman, since he came back from the coronavirus, has seemingly given up big hit after big hit in pretty much every big spot he's pitched in this year. So um, the frustration level has to be pretty high as a Yankee fan. And we haven't even mentioned how poor Garrett Cole has been during all of this. I mean, Garrett Cole, I mentioned this on one-on-one, but Garrett Cole looks like a two-pitch pitcher right now, and he's given up bomb after bomb every time he's out there. I mean, he had five great innings against the Orioles the other night, and then in the sixth inning, he implodes and gives up five runs. So. And I don't want to hear about the unearned runs, the, the five runs, one earned. If you're Garrett Cole and you're facing the Baltimore Orioles in a game where you're supposed to be the stopper, like that is textbook. You give the ball to your ace and he gives you seven scoreless, seven innings of one run ball, whatever the scenario is, you got to get the job done. And six innings, five runs, however many of them are earned, that's unacceptable. And, and Garrett Cole over the last four starts has been unacceptable. And, and he's probably the least guy I'm concerned about. I think he's going to turn it around. I think he'll find himself. But the fact that the Yankees need him so desperately right now is what's amplifying his failures. You're absolutely right on that note. And because everyone else just seemingly can't get it done. I mean, I mentioned this before, the fact that Jay Happ has been their most consistent starter it is remarkable. It's an abomination. It is an abomination. And I mean, it seems like what's funny is that every time he goes out, not, I don't think a single Yankee fan trusts him every time he goes out. And that's the guy you're relying on to be your number one starter right now because no one else has it figured out. And no one in Yankeeville likes him because he's the guy who's shouting, oh, why are you skipping my starts? Well, why are you manipulating the vesting option? No one likes Jay Happ. And no one likes the fact that he's even touching the ball. But the Yankees have no other option. James Paxton's on the shelf. Montgomery's been brutal of late. He hasn't refound his form from 2017. Davey Garcia's picking up starts now, and he could end up being a very good pitcher. He's one of their top prospects. But he's not up to trust tree, per se. And Masir is not a guy who you're relying on for seven, eight innings. So where is it coming from? Garrett Cole? Not coming from there either. So when you have a starting rotation that's averaging four innings a start, and then you have a bullpen that's not close to where it used to be. You're basically comparing them to what the Mets bullpen's gone through over the last several years. And then you have a lineup that completely went dormant against rookie starters in Baltimore. What are you going to do? Even when the offense picks up, the bullpen can't hold up its end of the bargain. 6-2 in the sixth inning last night has to be a win. They don't get the win. So when the offense is good, the bullpen fails. When the bullpen is good, the offense fails. That's a bad baseball team. Uh, I think no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They're playing like a really bad baseball team, at least over the last 20 games. And the crazy part is also their strengths have been their weaknesses this year. Like you expected the starting pitching coming into the season to probably be the weakness of this Yankee team. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the better pieces of this Yankee team right, right now because the, the lineup sucks right now. I mean, I don't care 
what DJ LeMayhew is doing and what Luke Voigt are doing, as good as those guys have been, the lineup as a whole has been horrific. And yes, there have been injuries, but I'm sick of hearing the injuries argument because we make the same claim every year that if this Yankees team is healthy, if they're healthy, they'll be good. But this is the third year in a row where this Yankee team hasn't been healthy in any regard. And at some point you have to accept that this team is injury prone and their superstars and Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton and pretty much everyone else are injury prone in this whole thing. And the lineup's been terrible, like we mentioned. And the bullpen's been a joke. I mean, this is the third highest paid bullpen in all of baseball. And not a single guy is getting it done for the New York Yankees right now. And you mentioned they're a bad baseball team. Yeah, that, that's a perfect way to put it right now because this is not the Yankees that everyone feared coming into the season. This also isn't the Yankee team that we even feared a few weeks ago coming off that sweep of the Red Sox. I don't know what's happened in Yankee land, but at some point the Yankees got to figure it out. And Aaron Boone's got to do something to, to figure this thing out and light, light a fire in this team at some point because they look lifeless every time they go out there. They really do. I'm glad you went there because I know Aaron Boone is an easy dartboard right now for Yankee fans whenever the team fails. And basically it's easy to blame the manager, blame his moves. He could have gone this way. He could have gone that way. I blame Aaron Boone right now for the fact that the team seems to have no accountability. You have guys making excuses in the post game. You seem to have no life. You have no determination. You really just don't seem to have a baseball team that understands what they're putting out on the field is unacceptable. And I put that on Aaron Boone. But aside from that, I can't blame him for the team's lack of success lately because I just told you before that there are seven or eight games I could count off where easy doubles would have been achieved last year. Let's go back. Let's actually track this down. August 8th, you don't get Paxton out and he blows the game against the Rays. They had a 3-0 lead in the sixth inning. August 26th, Green allows a two-run home run to Freeman in the sixth inning of a shortened doubleheader. You lose that game to Atlanta that you had a lead. August 28th, remember Chad Green allows the bomb to Pete Alonso in the Monument Park? They blow game one against the Mets. The same day, Aroldis Chapman allows Ahmed Rosario to walk off in their own stadium. That's another game you should have won. September 3rd, you have a 7-4 lead against the New York Mets at City Field, and you have six outs to go with Zach Britton and Aroldis Chapman. That has to be a win. September 4th, day after, you bring in Clark Schmidt in his major league debut. This guy's not a relief pitcher. You take out Davey Garcia. He allows three straight hits. You lose the game. And September 6th, in a 2-1 game against Baltimore, you'd love to hold it there. Louis Sessa enters the game and walks. Who who do you walk again with a slider? Who do you walk? Brian Holiday. Brian, Brian Holiday. Holiday. And I then not only seven that, games. he walks Brian Holiday and then gives up a base hit to Andrew Velasquez, who may be two of the worst hitters in Major League Baseball at the moment. And that's not even an understatement at this point. And I just I mean, left out last night where two of your best relievers allow a 10 spot in the sixth inning. A 10 spot. When does that happen? So – if you add those eight games, and obviously you can't do this. We do this every year with the Mets where we're like, oh, if they won these games, they'd be winning the division. It doesn't work that way. But just for the sake of argument, if you win half of these games, you're within striking distance of the Rays right now. Instead, you're holding on to a wild card spot and wondering where the answers are going to come from. So I blame Boone to the extent that this team is lifeless. I do not blame Boone for the fact that Adam Adovino can't get anyone to swing and miss at his slider, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And, Iman, I want to add this, too, on the part of accountability because we heard Adovino last night. There was a quote. Brian Hawk tweeted it out um, that Adovino was, like, stunned that he didn't get a single swing and miss, him and Chad Green. Enough. And he, 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 tra- he 
comes out and essentially looks like he's making the claim that teams are either cheating to get the signs or he's stealing pitches or whatever. I mean, and this isn't even the first time a Yankee has done that too. Garrett Cole did this about a week or two ago prior to his start against the Baltimore Orioles. And I think it was after the Tampa Bay start. I mean, at at some point, take some accountability here, man. Like you got to accept the fact that you may not be a good pitcher right now, which Adam Adovino clearly isn't. I mean, this guy watching him last night, his slider stinks right now. His slider looks like a cement mixer every time he goes up. And we already know his fastball snuck in the first place because he barely has any confidence throwing in. And if it's over the plate, it's getting murdered. And let's talk about Chad Green, too, who also seems perplexed that everyone can hit his fastball because it's literally the only thing he throws. Well, find another pitch then if you want yeah. some whiffs because you're only throwing that one fastball. And there's no movement. It's know a dart. It's, coming. it's a dart that goes 97. I mean, major league hitters hit 97, especially when you're all over the plate. And when you're talking really good hitters like Pete Alonso did to him and plenty of others have done this year, like it, the Yankees' bullpen looks like a disaster right now and I and for them to claim that they're either tipping pitches or teams are stealing signs from them is ludicrous right now and Garrett Cole did the same thing he's like yeah like I, I don't know why but people seem to know what's coming every single time well maybe because you really only have two effective pitches right now your fastball and your slider and your slider looks like crap and your fastball is down in velocity this year it's down in spin rate and so is a slider so like teams are going to sit on your pitches when people know what's coming so don't claim that you're tipping pitches or don't claim that people are stealing signs. Take some accountability and be better. It, it's not tipping pitches when you can flip a coin and basically hit Garrett Cole right now. It's a 50-50 shot. It's fastball slider. So if you guess right, voila, you hit a home run 480 feet like Ronald Acuna did. <laughs> so I don't like these post-game quotes. I don't like these excuses. I hate the injury excuse. It's been going on for three years, and clearly the training staff or the players, whichever it is, doesn't have a grasp on what they need to do to keep these players ready and on the field. Garrett Cole said something the other night like, sometimes struggles don't indicate exactly what's going on. Well, that's not the way it works in New York. You either win or you get run out of town. You better figure that out sooner rather than later because – you're not going to fool a Yankee fan into thinking 21 and 20 with 19 games to go and a one and a half game lead over the Orioles is an acceptable outcome. What are we missing? Are we missing that Garrett Cole is all of a sudden his Houston Astros self right now? Are you missing that? Is it a disguise? I don't know what's going on. And these excuses are very oh, Yankee-like. So you're one of the. All this I'm really happy Brian Cashman yeah. stepped in last night because something needed to be done. And at some point, when, when do you point the hand at Cashman, too? Because Cashman just keeps bringing in these guys who continue to be injury-prone, continue to give them money. And I'm not saying Brian Cashman's a bad general manager by any means, but, like, at some point, the blame has to fall upon him. You have a team that's struggling, is hurt all the time, and you have a trade deadline to possibly fix things, and you don't do anything. Which, at, at this point, if you think you're a team that's built to win now and built to be competitive in – in a year where it's basically a crapshoot, why aren't you doing anything at the trade deadline? You're the New York Yankees, for Christ's sake. I mean, th- th- this is a team that should be buyer galore when you consider the talent they have. And you consider this is a team that is very, very talented and has enough to win a World Series right now. Because I, I think the blame belongs everywhere. And uh, honestly, that's really kind of the only way to put it right now because this is an organization in crisis mode right now. I I don't think there's really any other way to put it. 
I love when I hear from Yankee fans, you can't make it up, why they keep getting hurt. You bring in guys like James Paxton. Did we not know that James Paxton had an injury history and had never really made 30 starts mm-hmm. in his career? You bring in Giancarlo Stanton. Did we not know that Stanton is a guy who battled with the injury bug in the past? Aaron Hicks, another guy, year after year, you see him get hurt, go down. And he's actually one of the guys in the lineup right now. So I I don't want to hear the injury excuse because you're constructing this roster with injury-prone guys. And this is coming from a pro Brian Cashman guy. I I love the job he's done. But when you have an opportunity – to reinforce in the starting rotation, reinforce in the bullpen at a trade deadline in a year, you must win the World Series. Anything else is a failure. And right now they're on the doorstep of not making the playoffs. But you have to win the World Series. And he's not adding to it. You're already down Luis Severino from the outset, Tommy John surgery in March. You're down James Paxton. Who knows if we'll see him or if we'll see him effectively at the end of the year. And then you don't bring in a guy like Lance Lynn who can eat up innings. You don't bring in a a bullpen arm like Archie Bradley, maybe just some under-the-radar move that can help you and shore up the depth that you always tout. It makes no sense to me, and I think one of the best blurbs I saw about the current state of the Yankees is this from CBS Sports, from one of their experts. Since I have to pick one team, I'll go with the Yankees, and they were talking about trade deadline disappointments who are banking on their injured players, Judge, Paxson, Stanton, Torres, et cetera, getting healthy before the postseason, which is a nice idea, but they haven't been able to keep them healthy for the last two years. This is the second straight year the Yankees did nothing at the deadline. I can't help but wonder if they're going to look up in two years when Judge and Sanchez are nearing free agency and guys like Stanton and Cole are past their primes and say, geez, we really should have done more to put this team in the best position to win when the core was at its best. I think that's the best assessment of the Yankees I've seen right now and their lack of action at the deadline. When you look at last year, that's a perfect time to capitalize on everyone being in their primes, being right in a 103-win baseball team. 2018, same deal. I know they brought in Cole this past offseason. You have a chance to add and reinforce. You do it or else in 2022, you're going to be saying, where did the time go? Because we, you can't keep saying year after year that this is going to be the year. This is going to be year. Yankee fans have been pushing this off for a long time. And this is the time to win. This is the time when you have these guys, not only in their primes of their careers, but you also have pre-extension Aaron Judge. You have pre-extension Glaber Torres. You have these guys at cost-controlled value right now before you have to go out and pay these guys big bucks. And you just went out and paid a few guys a ton of money in Giancarlo Stanton and Garrett Cole to reinforce that, that this is the time to go win. Because you just used your assets to go, like, listen, they could have gotten Corbin last year. They didn't. They were clearly saving that for Garrett Cole. Fine by me. That, that's fine if that was the route they wanted to take, which they did. But if that's the route they want to take, then this is, this is the year where really you have a two- or three-year competitive window, and it starts now. And if they're not going to do anything at the trade deadline, then, then when does this Yankee team think their window is? And when does, what message is Brian Cashman sending to this organization and sending to his fans when he stands pat at the deadline with a team that is unraveling with injuries, unraveling on the field in general, what type of message does that send to the entire organization and its fan base about where this team is at right now? It's it's clear to me that I think Brian Cashman doesn't think this team is ready, which is his own fault for putting himself and this roster in this position. I, I don't really know what else to say about how this Yankee team is faring right now and when they think their window is open because the window's open right now. 
The window is wide open right now because, honestly, the American League, it's not very good. It, it really no. isn't, to be quite honest. You have the two teams that were in the ALCS last year barely holding on to playoff spots in the Yankees and the Astros. And outside of that, Tampa Bay, yeah, they're terrific. And the, the A's are good. And you have some teams in the Central and the White Sox, the Twins, and the Indians who are all competitive right now. But the Yankees were supposed to be that team that stood out in the American League. And they don't stand out at all right now amongst any of those five teams. If you're putting me up in a three-game series against any one of those teams, even the Twins who can't beat the Yankees in any scenario, I think I would take all five of those teams and maybe a few others over the Yankees right now. Heck, I might even take the Orioles over the Yankees right now. And that, <laughs> that, that, may, that, may, that may have sounded crazy a week ago, but right now, to be frank with you, I don't think it does. I've shown a lot of foresight on one-on-one this year, not only saying the Orioles would slump when they started hot, but saying the Yankees could lose to the Orioles in a playoff series. And right now, <laughs> it's looking like they very well could. I would not want to play the Orioles if I were the Yankees. Currently, if I were the Yankees, I wouldn't want to play anyone right now because that's how bad they've been. I'd I would want to sit season. on the couch. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah they might I'd as well at pull. this point. So you look at the current American League, it goes to show you how much the Yankees had the opportunity to stand out. The Rays and the A's are excellent baseball teams. Are you telling me a fully healthy Yankee team couldn't make easy work of either of them in a three-game set? I could easily foresee the Yankees sneaking in and beating a Tampa or an Oakland. But as currently constituted, with the way they're playing, they would get trounced. Another excuse I hate to hear is the 60-game season because they expanded the playoffs, you have eight teams, and now it's big picture. You have to make the playoffs. And then you have to go from there. In the Yankees' current spot, 19 games to go, one and a half game lead. The goal is to hold on to that playoff spot and get as many players back as you can. Jackson, what do you need to see from the Yankees? And I'll go after you. That would convince you that as an eight seed, which is looking like what they would be if they made the playoffs, they would basically be on equal footing. They would have the opportunity to blow through the American League and do what they have to do. What would you need to see in the next two weeks? I, th- I think the biggest thing to me is I, I need to see Garrett Cole look like Garrett Cole. Um, and honestly, I'm not too confident that we will see that anytime soon. Um, just because he's a guy who looks lost on the mound right now. And th- the reason you brought Garrett Cole in is because you, you needed that force. You needed that number one guy who can go out and dominate and shove when you need a big performance. And he hasn't been that guy this year yet at all. I mean, he had, what was it, one really good start against Boston? And then since then, he's been a disaster. Um, I, I need to see Garrett Cole be Garrett Cole because if he is the guy that you brought in and the guy you thought you were getting when you gave him that nine-year monstrosity of a deal, then the Yankees have a chance in any series because you got the best pitcher in the American League and a guy who can pretty much guarantee you a game one and go up in a series. And then after that, listen, if, if you can't win one or two, then, then that's your own fault. But if you have Garrett Cole right, you have a chance against anyone, in, in any series, that is, to be honest, it, whether it be a three-game series or after the fact if they're able to get past that to the ALDS, you basically have two games in the bag if you have Garrett Cole right. Because I, I honestly – if I'm being honest here, I don't see the lineup getting figured out anytime soon because I just don't know when Aaron Judge is going to be healthy and when Giancarlo Stanton is going to be healthy and if Glaber Torres or, and, or Gary Sanchez come out of their funks. And the oh, bullpen, by, the way, by the way, we what? did not mention Gary Sanchez, who is having oh. 
I'm not even I'm not even gonna call it a bad year. He's having a historically putrid stretch. Forty-eight strikeouts and what, hundred and three at bats? I I've never seen that before. You saw Chris Davis, Jackson. You're an Orioles fan, but yeah, I've seen this matches or is worse than what I would have ever seen in baseball. I mean, he what was he have? He has seven home runs on the year and and like thirteen hits. It's remarkable how terrible that is. I I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, like you can't make that up. You you really can't. I mean, when you thought it couldn't get worse than Chris Davis going into an 0 for 54, I mean. Gary Sanchez finds a way and says, hold my beer on that one. But um, it, it, to my original point, I just, I don't think the lineup's going to get figured out really anytime soon, unless judge comes back healthy and starts raking like he did at the end of the year, which is possible. But I, I think we've, we all know better now to not rely on Aaron judge being healthy. And honestly, I, I can't trust the Yankees bullpen right now to do anything. And even though they have the talent there, I, I, I don't know if any of these guys are going to be figured out because no matter what you say about the town in that bullpen, relievers are so fickle year to year and, and things change like a, on a dime like that. And without Tommy Canley for the rest of the year and with the way that Chad Green and Adam Adovino are pitching, and we've seen bad stretches from Chad Green in the past, particularly at the beginning of last year. And Adovino just looks tragic right now, to, to say the least. I, I just don't think we're going to – figure out the Yankees bullpen, maybe other than Zach Britton and Roldis Chapman finally getting on track. And I don't even know if that's going to happen, to be honest. So the biggest thing that I need to see is I need to see Garrett Cole look like Garrett Cole in these next few starts. Otherwise, the Yankees, I I, I would be pushing them at a first-round exit regardless of who they face because even though it's probably going to be Tampa, who I would take in a three-game series, by the way, I I don't know if they can beat any of the – upper echelon teams in the American League right now. I really don't. I would, of course, take Tampa, but I'd much rather play Tampa in a three-game series right now if you have Garrett Cole right because you'd rather get them over with than deal with them in maybe a seven-game series with the lack of rotational depth. So if I'm looking big picture, I'm okay with that. But as you said, my X factor is Garrett Cole because I need to see him finish a start. You mentioned the one game against Boston where he goes seven innings. But even when he was good in the beginning of the year and he started 4-0, you were seeing at the end of starts, the game against Baltimore, he allows three runs at the latter end of his start, and it ruins his entire day. He has not been able to get to a point where you're confident giving him the ball and giving the bullpen a day off. And it needs to be that way, especially in the playoffs when games two, three, and four are likely going to be extremely bullpen heavy even if you get the bullpen right. ton of this with the Yankees right now. And time's ticking. Time's ticking. Yeah, you don't have a lot of time to, to right this ship. We talked about so much how a 60-game season creeps up on you. It's the middle of September, and you are fighting for your playoff life. And it, the weird thing is, it doesn't seem like this team recognizes it. And, and that's the most alarming part. It seems like they're going through the motions every day. When you are in a pennant race right now, you are in a playoff race and you are in danger mode. You, you, are, you are sounding the alarm bells. Uh, and I love it too. I, I, I love the lack of confidence from any Yankee fan right now because oh, it, it's, it's beautiful. I, I don't really know what else to say other than that. Your Orioles better back up the talk in these next uh, two and a half weeks. They don't have to do anything, really, for, for, me, for me to be okay with what's happened this year. I mean, 
honestly, the last two games against the Yankees, actually last, was it, it was last two? Yeah, it was the last two. When Keegan Aiken goes out and just shoves against the Yankees, that was beautiful. And Ryan Mountcastle gets the big hit off Garrett Cole. And then on top of this, the next day, Dean Kremer in his first start, there was a one-hitter in six innings against the Yankees. The young guns and DJ, DJ Stewart hadn't had a hit the entire year. And his first hit comes on a bomb off Garrett Cole. And then he hits two more home runs in that series. So for, for me, the Orioles don't have to do anything the rest of the year. They finally beat the Yankees after not beating them for north of a calendar year. They, they've already they, – they we're 66% through the season. And the Orioles are a game and a half back of a playoff spot. And a game and a half back of the big and mighty New York Yankees. That, that's all I've needed to see from this team for me to be satisfied with this year. I, I have no complaints at all. You looked at this September schedule and you said, if the Yankees get to September in one piece, which right now they're in about 60 different pieces, they are shattered. If they got into September in one piece, you had Baltimore, Toronto, Baltimore, Toronto, Boston, Toronto, Miami. There would be no excuse not to run away with this division. So right now I'm saying it. There is no excuse not to make the playoffs. And I'm not putting down Toronto. They're a pretty good team. They're a hungry team. They're a young team with a lot of power and a lot of energy. But those games against Baltimore, Miami, and Boston, the Yankees better hold on or else I don't know what we're going to be saying in the postseason edition of Notes Leads, which will be a, a heavy postmortem on what the Yankees need to do, reflect on, and look at moving forward. And let me add this, too. A Toronto team without probably their two best players right now in Bo Bichette and Teoscar Hernandez. Correct. An Orioles team without their two best players for the entire year in Trey Mancini and Anthony Santander. And a Boston Red Sox team that really not much else needs to be said about how bad the Boston Red Sox are, but we'll leave it at the Boston Red Sox right now. I mean, th those are winnable games all over the place. And I mean winnable games, to say the least. And the fact that really, I would say no Yankees fan has any faith in this team right now. With that schedule coming up, I mean, that, 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 that should be all that Brian Cashman has to say in this team meeting to wake them up. Because if that wouldn't wake me up as a player, I, I don't know what would at this point. And, and that's where, like you mentioned, it, it has to be troubling with the Yankees because alarm bells need to be ringing, ringing, ringing right now with this New York Yankees team. And, Honestly, I, I, I don't know if they are in this clubhouse because the clubhouse appears lifeless at the moment. They need a leader. It is the Yankees. It is the Orioles. It is the Tigers. And it is the Mariners. And there is one playoff spot to be had. Take it as you will. So it's been fun, Jackson. It has not been fun in Yankee land. Let's see how this unfolds over the next several weeks. But alarm bells are ringing. The question is, will they be answered? He's Jackson Heil. Emmanuel Barbari will catch you next week. This is the Nosebleeds Podcast.